Hey everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life episode 459, Dawn of Time BC. I am one of your hosts, Mark A.K. Wingman709, and with me as always is my bestest buddy, Rob. Hey, what's up everybody? Hello, hello. And we have uh, finally found our replacement for Brun. <laughs> we have upgraded to Brun 3.0. Um, you can't get any better than that. Welcome, Dawn of Time BC. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, and this was, uh, it's not that we didn't want you on, but it was kind of interesting uh, this past week in our Facebook group. Several people said, you should have Dawn on. So I reached out and said, hey. The community wants to hear from you <laughs> on the show. I don't know why, but <laughs> I'll answer any questions. So we appreciate you coming on. I know you've been a longtime um, member of our community, and uh, we really appreciate it. And was glad to have you on the show finally. Oh, cool. Thanks. Um, so real quick, we're always here live on Twitch every Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, we're going to start, before we go into what we've been playing, we got some questions for our super special guest. So, first one out to you, Don, is, what was your first gaming console? The first one I bought was a Xbox 360. Everything prior to that was a hand-me-down. But the first console I actually played on, I think it was a Magnavox Odyssey. Um I went to my dad's friend's house with them and it's, you know, let's give the kids something to do so we can hang out. And they plopped me down in front of this thing and it turned out to be Pong. Pong and yeah. once my brain figured out, Hey, the thing in my hand moves the thing on the TV screen. My little kid mind was blown. And I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do as a hobby. <laughs> and I've been playing pretty much ever since. Was the Odyssey? That was Go ahead, Rob. I was going to ask, was that the original Odyssey or the Odyssey 2? I'm not sure. I was like five years old, so I had I don't okay. know what it was. But I tried to look it up after the fact to try and match up pictures of what I remember the handle looked like. So I think it was either the one or the two. I'm not sure. Did the, did the console have like a chiclet keyboard on it or was it just? I remember it. Being something I had to twist, so it was it was either a, a thing on the side or or a paddle on the front. So that's probably was, the original. Wow. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> cool. Um, what, what were you going to say, Mark? No. Um. I, oh, I was going to ask. Was that the one that had? But I think it's the Intellivision that had like the knob on the bottom that you twisted, and then it was like a the, the like pressing. The numbers well, that's the Coleco. Above it. Was that ColecoVision? ColecoVision, yeah. Okay. I think it was earlier than that. Okay. It was, yeah. Oh. All right. So, how did you get your gamer tag, Dawn of Time BC? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I studied archaeology and anthropology in college because I'm really into ancient cultures. And it used to be Hatshepsut 555. But no one could pronounce it, and people in chat would just keep calling me Hat. So <laughs> I forked up the money to change it to Dawn of Time BC. But unfortunately, I'm still Hat Ships at 555 on PlayStation Network because they won't let you change your gamer tag. Which, <laughs> That's because Sony knows better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
still waiting for that day. I'm constantly on message boards with people complaining that they can't change it. And there was one guy, he's like, my name is XX Cool Kid XX348. <laughs> and he's like, it's been a decade. I'm not a kid anymore. You know, can I change this now, please? So some people are stuck with some really embarrassing gamer tags. I like pre-SAR. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Mine's timeless. <laughs> uh, so does your does the Dawn of Time PC have any uh, specific significance? Other, obviously, I'm assuming Dawn is obviously from your name, but... Yeah. No, it just kind of fit. And someone already had Dawn of Time, so I had to tack on the BC. I wasn't going to put numbers at the end. I just was trying to avoid numbers. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. So what is your favorite gaming memory? And it can be on the any pong. platform. The Pong, the I pong. would say, because that really impacted me, like, a lot. Cool. Rob, did you have any questions before we hit that, you know, super special question? <laughs> um, let's see. How'd you find so, out about TXL? How about that? Why Rob's thinking. Well, Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. Um I think it was before the official announcement of the Xbox One. I was listening to Stitcher trying to get any information that I could. And um everything was sort of biased, <laughs> talking bad about Xbox. And so when I just typed in Xbox as a keyword, you guys popped up. I listened to a few of the podcasts and I was like, these guys are just normal people and they're really cool. They don't have an agenda. No one's paying them for their opinions. And then I joined the Facebook group and I was like, wow, this this is something special right here. People are giving out codes, helping each other. And that's why I stuck with you guys. I listen every week. Cool. All right, Rob. So um, out of all of the different styles of games that we have for Xbox, you know, all the different consoles, which one is your favorite? You know, which which style? Or is is there one? Uh, well, I almost have to say the music games because I'm heavily, heavily into Rock Band. I've sunk mm -hmm. so much money into that game. Um, so by default, I have to say music games. But I'll play pretty much anything except for... RTS, sports, and JRPGs. For some reason, I just can't get into the Japanese games. Can't do it. <laughs> They're an acquired taste. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Sure. Okay. All right. Anything else, Rob? No. All right. So we have to ask. We do this all the time. Um, who is your favorite host? <sighs> <laughs> no pressure. <gasps> Mark Rapron. <laughs> you you got one of each. Got to go with one of us. We make everybody answer. It doesn't matter. No hard feelings. It's just a little fun thing we do. Well, Mark played Rock Band with me, so I'll have to say. <laughs> there you go. Woo! I'm finally on the board. <laughs> yeah. I think Mark was going to have a temper tantrum if somebody didn't <laughs> mention him recently. I'm like the, the donkey from Shrek. Pick me, pick me. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I know. All right. Um, at least it wasn't Brun since he's not even here. So 
Yeah. I could have dealt with Rob because he's here. <laughs> All right. So let's go into what we've been playing. Um, also, for those um, in the group, in our in our Twitch chat, just so you know, Donna's not in the Twitch chat. So, but if you do have questions for her, please post them in the thread on the Facebook group, and I will check on any updated ones before we get to that later in the community section. Um, okay, so let's go into what we've been playing. I forgot how to change the scene. That wasn't it. <laughs> I forgot how to do it. Um, oh, boy. it was That actually went us to the end. I don't remember how to do it. Oh, well. We'll just leave it at TXL <laughs> up there all night. So, um, Don, we'll start with you. What did you play this week? Um, let's see. I played a lot of Assassin's Creed. Um, and I'm very happy with how nice the NPCs are. Because when I first came across a boat, I thought I'd have to GTA-style hijack it. And the guy's just like, you want to borrow a boat? I'm like, sure. I'll borrow the boat. So that was surprising. Um, did a lot of hours in that. Um, I tried Cuphead for the first time and quickly realized that is not the game for me. My patience level, I think, as I get older, gets smaller and smaller. So what that's what Twitch is for. I can watch people play games and do that vicariously through them. So I don't have to, like Dark Souls, which I'd love to play if they had a toddler mode. Um, but unfortunately, they don't. Um, uh, oh, um, about a week ago or so, I was actually in the technical alpha for Sea of Thieves, which was a lot of fun. I really enjoy that. I think you'd like it, Mark, because you said that uh, you like cooperative-based gameplay. Um, the only thing I'd imagine is if you played it with your kids, you'd have the same scenario like you had with Overcooked. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen then. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it, it was it was a lot of fun. And what's good about it is there's downtime. It's not constant having to do something. There's there's downtime where you can have a lot of fun, and then it gets back into the action. So it was a nice pacing of of both. So you can hang out and then do other things. That's good to hear because I, I when I saw the like the E3 demos or you know what they showed on stage. It looked like it was so slow. Um, mm. That was the only thing that really concerned me. Um, and I, it, at this is, point, I have no interest in it. But if it's a little faster paced than what it looked like, then that would be good. Well, it's when you have other ships attacking you, it's definitely fast paced. And everyone has to do particular jobs or else you're in deep trouble. And then there's lots of exploring. And you could just hang out with each other on the boat while you're sailing somewhere. So there's different... It, it ebbs and flows with the activity. My only concern, I think, is I can see it working great if you got a group of friends to play with, but it's so hard to get people because they're always playing something different or, you know, to get a good group of people together, I think, is harder these days. And, mm -hmm. you know, especially since we're all working adults and, you know, we've got other things going on. Um so then I always feel like I'm going to get stuck playing with randoms, and then that never works out. People just don't turn their mics on, and they can't work together, and, you know, eight people want to steer the ship, and, you know, or everybody wants to be on the cannon, and nobody wants to steer the ship. And mm -hmm. so that's my biggest worry. It's like, 
you know, that first week it'll probably be great. We'll be playing, everybody will be playing it. And then the next week they'll move on to something else and the game will be dead essentially because we'll be stuck yeah. in random. So I, I worry about that aspect of it. But Well, the, the randoms I got hooked up with were actually really cool people. I don't know if that was just because it was the alpha and I, you know, so everybody was into it. I don't know how the people will be once it actually goes live for everybody. Um, they do have a solution for people not having a mic. I don't know because of the NDA how much I can say, but one of our group didn't have a mic and it worked fine. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I suppose if they're paying attention and seeing what others are doing and filling in the role that's missing, then, then it would work out. Yeah, if they hopefully they'd have some sort of demo or something so you can try it out. Or if you just join the um, the newsletter and just sort of wait a while, maybe they'll invite people to the beta so at least you can give it a try. Okay. Well, any, anything else that you've played? Nope, that's about it. I'm limited with um, the amount of games I can play because of my arm. I have a... Tennis elbow and golfer's elbow from playing too much division <laughs> about a year or so ago. That's take a year off gaming. So PSA, stretch your hands and don't play for eight hours at a time. It's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you had, I think I got, I had an issue with my elbow shortly after. Because I remember we were talking about, about that. Um, I ended up having to get a, a shot in my, right in the elbow and. I cleared it up, so I don't know exactly what it was. It wasn't it wasn't the same thing you had, but it was like similar. <laughs> so yeah, it, and it's painful to give up gaming for that long for a year. I was yeah. I bought a bunch of used Connect um, games just so I could do something. I was just waving my arms around so I didn't have to hold a controller. <laughs> and luckily, all the Connect games are really cheap right now, so that got me through my year off of gaming. But now I have a huge backlog, huge. So what? What in your backlog are you most looking forward to to getting into? Oh gosh, I can't think off the top of my head. I know I still have sealed things though. <laughs> <laughs> I never finished Titanfall 2. I had already pre-ordered it. And I'm like, well, I have it pre-ordered and I have it and now I can't play it. So I still haven't played the campaign for Titanfall 2, which I'm a little disappointed about. So that would probably be something I have to get back to. Yeah, that's a good campaign. I think you'll enjoy that. All righty, Rob, your turn. All right. So uh, one of the first games that I played uh, this week was the... Running out of hard drive space game, and that stunk. Did not like that at all. <laughs> this, uh, all these Xbox One X games kind of snuck up on me and just ate up all my disk space. So I had to punt a couple of things. And one of the, one of the things about having the hard, you know, everything installed on the hard drive is you want everything installed on the hard drive. At least that's the way that I am. I, I don't know if you guys are like that, but. It's just you want that instant accessibility, even if you don't play it. <laughs> it's just I want it there. So I had to flush a couple of things. Unfortunately, everything that I the uninstalled was a little bit on the smaller side, but I still got about 80 gig free, which is more than enough to, for, uh, for the updates that I needed. But uh, other than that, I uh, did play some more of the Super Lucky's Tale, and I... 
think I talked about that last week or the week before. Actually, no, I think it was last week. So I wanted to play a little bit more of it just to get a take on it. And I, I think my official my official ranking on this one is a thumbs down. It's just it's very much a kid's game. You know, the, it's priced right, especially now, you know, with the discounts that are coming out for the Black Friday. What is it going to be like $15 or something? I think you were saying, Mark, is that about right? Well, what, what was you that? Said that? Super Lucky's Tale. Didn't you say it was going to be $15? Uh, $20. For a Black Friday or 20 yeah. yeah. You know, maybe then it'll be a little bit better. But, I mean, it's very, like, cutesy, kidsy. And uh, the music in it really reminds me of this game that my son used to play all the time on the Roku called teacup tin cup or something like that about this little dude in a teacup that kind of floats around and gets sugar cubes and i was tired of that music years ago (laughs) and now i have to listen to it basically again but uh there's a couple other gripes that i have with the game number one the same the save system or the non-existent save system so i found myself replaying stuff uh, just because I didn't stop appropriately the time before. And then also the completionist in me was struggling a little bit because when I play levels, I tend to want to get everything, go in every section of the map, try to collect everything. And you basically, like, if you don't collect everything, like, there you collect these coins. So... You collect these coins, and then there's these gem things. And when you do part of your mission, it might bring you back to, like, the main level. Uh, Like, if you're on a little side mission, it brings you back to the main level, and I don't think there's any way to go back, you know, to get whatever you missed. So you really have to be careful with what you're doing. Like, you basically need to explore the whole level before you do anything even related to the mission if... If, you know, that's what you're into, like I am. But overall, I mean, the game's kind of disappointing. And, uh, you know, on the fun meter, it's much better to play something else because most other games, at least for me, are better. But it is very pretty. It's a cute little game. Looks great in 4K and the HDR treatment and all, but it's just sort of disappointing. And with the Xbox One X, I something occurred to me as I was uh, reading some stuff on the forums and then I saw somebody posting about turning on HDR on the TV. This is something that I never did. So apparently I've got one of those TVs and I don't know if all of them are like this. You need to turn HDR on, which is silly to me. Why have an HDR TV if it's not turned on? You know what I'm saying? It's like having to turn color on on the TV. It's, it's a color TV. It's HDR. It's 4K. Why, why do I have to turn those features on? But anyway, so I went through the, um, a couple of websites to see just exactly how I should configure things, got it turned on. And I don't know if I notice too much of a difference. I mean, there's a, there is a tiny bit of a difference that I noticed because I reinstalled that Insects demo yeah. that uh, we talked about last week. And yeah, you could see some differences, but you know, I don't know because I'm red green colorblind, and I don't know if 
being colorblind lessens the effects of it, but the games do look nice. The shading, the coloring is nice. Uh, looks great. <laughs> At least uh, the color, as it appears to me, looks great. And, um, you know, so I tinkered with uh, insects for about a minute, and then I uninstalled it again because I played the HR or HD space game prior. So my space is precious, and that insects demo at, like, what, one gig or whatever it was was just uh too much yeah too too much for what you get but then uh i also fired up some forza horizon 3 and was kind of surprised that i, I guess i didn't play it too much <laughs> so i went through it did a bunch of barn finds and was racing around uh just completing some missions and uh it does look good in hdr Definitely a thumbs up on that. And then uh, Wolfenstein 2 with the new Colossus. And um, I must restate, not kid-friendly. <laughs> Absolutely not kid-friendly. Oh, my gosh. Disturbing. Almost disturbing. But but it's a, it's a great game. I enjoy it. And uh, it also looks great. Looks great on the Xbox One X. And I think... That is all. I got a question for you, Rob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Curious to your thoughts, because I was actually playing um, a game with Drano85 uh, the other night. I think it was last night. And we were talking about this, and he felt bad because you paid $60 for Wolfenstein 2, and here it's going to be half price this week. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like about something like that? when you know a lot of these games come out and a lot of games it's happening with a lot of games so um not not trying to you know this has nothing to do with you it's just like you got right you know basically you bought it what just a couple weeks ago and it's boom half price because of black friday and stuff like that um what are your thoughts on that and is that should they be doing that with new games is it just kind of well you kind of expected it or we should expect it because we buy something that comes out right before this time of year or what so personally, I'm glad that they have those discounts and it really comes down to the people that, you know, themselves, like, are you getting some value out of it? Like for me, I enjoy Wolfenstein. The fact that I paid 60 bucks for it, you know, it, it's not a huge deal for me because I enjoy the game. Something like Super Lucky's Tale, I'm a little... I mean, that bothers me a little bit more because, you know, it's like I I don't see the value in what I paid for it. You know, kind of like going to see a movie. Like, all right, you can go see a movie, let's say, with the family and you can drop 60 or more dollars easily, $100. Yeah. (laughs) On a two-hour experience. How do you feel about it if the movie stunk? You know, it's you still got the experience somewhat, but you know that because i was actually thinking about this because i was looking through the um through the list of the black friday games that are on sale right now there's like a ton of them it's like what over 400 close to 500 something like that mm-hmm. and i was looking at assassin uh, yeah assassin's creed origins on there so i did not buy that one when it first came out and i was i was thinking about it but I, but i held off and i think i jokingly like was it about a month or two ago? I jokingly said, 
it might have been on Facebook around here. I don't remember. But I jokingly said, I'll buy Wolfenstein and then I'll buy Assassin's Creed when it's half off a couple <laughs> weeks later for Christmas or something. Yeah. Not that I should have waited for both of them <laughs> because they both got significantly discounted. In particular, the Wolfenstein games, that's a great deal. If you have, if, if you guys haven't gotten these games yet, I mean, you can get, I think there's a complete collection or that might have been dishonored. I forget. Well, both of them are on the sale and both of them are, are, are oh, great values. So, yeah. So let me say this. I noticed it. I saw that dishonored collection and I think it was dishonored. The Was it dishonored to and dishonored the, like the extra whatever I'm trying to remember, or it was the first game plus that new expansion or something like that. But no, I didn't look could, at it. I assumed them, it was all three. You could buy them separate for cheaper than the bundle. And <laughs> I think the bundle just contained the two games that were sitting right next to it on the page separate. Now, if it was all three games in the bundle, then okay, that's a better deal. But it was like buying them separate. If it was just those two, then buying them separate was cheaper by five bucks than buying the bundle. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But... Um, so if it's a full bundle with all three games, then yeah, that's a better deal. So. But I'm not impressed with that so, Xbox Black Friday deal. I think that the prices <laughs> there, I think, are really lame. So I'm holding out for Friday, and I'm hoping, and it probably won't happen, but I'm hoping Amazon will, because you can buy digital versions through them. I'm hoping they'll have some stuff that is matching those prices like Walmart and Best Buy are going to have. Um, the problem is they're only going to have a few copies, I'm sure, at that price. But uh, I'm going to see what Amazon's going to do, and if they have anything at half price, I'll buy stuff through them. Um, so, and I think I'm going to make the change so, anyways. I need to get, I need to break away from buying from Xbox, and it, because I'm so used to buying it at the store, I forget that Amazon, as Prime members, we get like 20% off games, and you can select the digital, and they'll email you code right then and there. So you get a code within a minute, you type it into Xbox, and boom, it starts downloading. And you just save 20%. Yeah. So on brand new games, I got I to gotta stop buying stuff through the Xbox store and save the money. But All right. Um, so the collection has, it's got Death of the Outsider, Definitive Edition, and Dishonored through too. So it does okay. have all three, and okay. looks like it's $32 with gold. Okay, so then that's better. Okay. Yeah. So I did want to add, um, oh, what was I saying, about um, about waiting a little bit. And, you know, if you want to be frugal, cost conscious and all that, it makes sense to wait. Because apparently now, I mean, for the longest time when the Xbox One came out, we were asking for sales because yeah. everything was list price. And we've got it now. So, you know, if. It really comes down to, do you want to play this game now, or can you wait a couple weeks? Especially for single-player games. I think you, it's easier to wait with those. Yeah. And, you know, also, with if you look at what you're, what you're currently playing, like, for example, one of the things I was considering with Assassin's Creed was... I've got a whole bunch of games that I'm partway in, like 
Wolfenstein and the uh, Dishonored Death of the Outsider. So I'm partway into those games, and I was thinking of buying Assassin's Creed. And that's silly. I mean, I'm playing these two other games. If I buy it now, let's say if I bought it last week at full price, it would just sit there. It would just sit there on the hard drive unplayed. Why? Why not just wait until until uh, it's discounted and you have time to play? Exactly. Okay. I'm done. All right. So this week I played some Diablo 3. Um, and oh, I played, I know I played with Commander Sisson and I swore I played with someone else in that group. I can't remember who it was. I apologize. Um, I played some Path of Exile. Played Battlefront 2, quite a bit of that. Play, played that with Torino 85 um, and uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. I played with Commander Sisson and uh, my good buddy, the Angry Canadian, Carbide. Um, and also played some Infinite Mini Golf um, with Commander Sisson as well. So Commander Sisson is back from the dark side. Um, he is come back to the Xbox family with his Xbox One X, and he is loving it. He told me today he's so happy to be back. He's got a bunch of, bought a whole bunch of games, and he's actually been playing. So, um, yeah, so he's back in back in the family. So, uh, But that's what I've been playing, and uh, let's just move on to the next section. And I think I figured this out. I did. You can support us at Patreon. Uh, go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Patreon. Uh, this is a way to support the show financially uh, each and every month. Automatically, you set up what you wish to basically tip us each and every month, and it will automatically do that for you. Uh, if you wish to do a one-time tip, you can go to thesexboxlife.com forward slash donate. That's a one and only time tip. Um, you can also subscribe to us on Twitch. Just as Brun likes to say somewhere, I don't know where it is on my screen, but at the top, you can subscribe. And if you're a Prime member... Every month you get a free sub. Doesn't cost you anything, but it does help support the show. So you can go up there and subscribe every month with your free Twitch Prime. Alrighty, so it's going to jump into some of the topics. So the first one this week is the EA and the Battlefront 2 controversy around the progression system and the pay to win. Um, this got so much heat. There's just this has been like a hot topic since before this game came out. In this past week, EA actually took their microtransactions offline. You can't even buy their crystals, which are used, I guess. It's like real money to buy stuff in the game. Um, so right now, you can only earn stuff with um, credits that you earn by playing the game. And they've also taken, like, like I think Darth Vader used to be like 75,000 credits. Now he's down to was it 15 or thousand or something like that it's it, they, they reduce these like by 75 percent um because it would i think someone did some calculations to get everything if you went to buy it it would cost you like two thousand dollars to get everything unlocked um if you didn't do that and you played it was going to take you like six years of playing every single day for eight ten hours actually, a day or something <laughs> i have the numbers it's okay you you'd have to play Four thousand five hundred and twenty-eight hours, <laughs> or pay two thousand one hundred dollars. Wow! To get everything that's unlocked. ridiculous. So, uh, you said four thousand five hundred and twenty-eight. Uh, 
Let's see. So that's divided by 24. That's 188 <laughs> days. <laughs> Nonstop. <laughs> I mean, that's no sleep, no nothing. 188 straight days. <laughs> uh, yay, what the heck are you thinking? So, you know, this is a little ridiculous. And um, this, this is kind of showing that point that these developers and or publishers or whoever you want to put the blame on, I think a lot of people are pointing to the pub, uh, publishers that are forcing this because it's you know keeps the revenue coming in, um, and I'm sure a lot of the devs probably don't want that negativity and they probably don't want that in the game. Uh, I don't work for either way group, so I don't know who's actually doing it. Maybe they're both wanting it for more money, but. The thing that I take beef with, and that it's still part of the game, is so Battlefront 2 has an arcade mode. Um, and you when you complete it, and it, it takes just a couple minutes to do each one, and there's, I think, 16 different modes or different games in the arcade. Um, and they're kind of fun, and you can earn credits, but if you play, like, two of them, and you get 100 credits each, then, like, your third match, they, they lock you out from earning any credits for, like, 15 hours before you can earn credits again. And it's like, this is so ridiculous. It's like they're taking the whole mobile phone pay and grab as much money as they can out of someone who's paid, you know, either didn't pay a dime for the game or they paid $1 for the game, 99 cents. I I get that in those games. I get that. To put that limitation on someone who's paid, I paid $80 for the game, and they're right off the bat saying, oh, well, your first two matches you got credits, the rest that you play on day one, you're not going to get any credit. We'll give it back to you. We'll, you'll start earning it tomorrow. It's like, what? And it's like, I paid $80. There's still all these characters that are locked, the heroes, that it's going to take you a long time, even with their, quote, fix in place. Still going to take a ridiculous amount of time to play to get them unlocked. Then when you unlock them, you may not even get to play them. The, the game is set up... So that you got to earn, when you're in a match, you always start out with zero battle battle credits or battle points or something. So everybody starts at zero. So everybody starts playing as like a trooper or you're a stormtrooper or a rebel soldier. There's like four different kinds. So everybody's just a generic player. When you have earned enough battle points, like by playing the objective and stuff and getting kills, and then you can, at certain points, like... Getting into an uh, an ad at will you know that's like four hundred battle points or something, and then you get to sit in the thing and shoot people as it walks down. You can get a Wookiee warrior. You can get uh, Darth Maul, Darth Vader, Luke, uh, Han Solo. But those cost like three, four thousand points. So you wait and then you get all your points, and then finally you die. And then you can spawn in and you have enough points to go play as Darth Vader. And guess what? Someone else has already unlocked it. You can only have one Darth Vader in the game, so you may. You may even play a whole round and never play as a hero. And then the next time you got to play, you start your next game. Guess what? You're back to zero. So it's like you spend ninety five percent of the time as a generic trooper, very little time as a quote hero class, and then they're still making you pay like all this money to unlock something that you really don't get to play anyways. It's ridiculous. It, it's just. And I like the game. I like it a lot. I've been playing it a lot. But this progression system really kind of sucks because it's all around, you know, these cards and these weapons and these heroes that you never get to play. 
it's, it's just it's just kind of not that you never get to but you, you spend very little time with and they're making you spend all this time playing to unlock something that you're going to spend very little time playing that just seems ridiculous to me i don't know what do you guys think <laughs> either of you play it yet <laughs> not me no. nope because you didn't nope. say it earlier <laughs> and i'm I you know the- i'm not even ranting I- but does that seem <laughs> does it seem like i'm off base does it seem like i'm missing something and that this system is fair no it's horrible okay thank you <laughs> it's not just you <laughs> I was curious, though. You said you finished the campaign. How long did that take? I I think it was five, maybe six hours. I I didn't really pay attention to how long it took me, but I I think it was around five hours. All right. Um, I've heard I've heard different sides to people's theories on that. Like Giant Bomb, Jeff Gersman. There, I think he hates anything that's not an indie game. I really do. I'm convinced that guy hates any AAA title. Uh, but uh, he, he just said it was terrible. Um, the people from IGN liked it, but then again, it was an ex-IGN employee who wrote the story. Um, so, of course, they're going to, you know, obviously they're going to be kind of siding with it. But So for me, who had no stake in the game of who wrote it, I enjoyed it. With one exception, the storyline without ruining anything the campaign has been billed all along that you're going to play as a elite uh trooper from inferno squad you know so it's like the special ops group for the empire and that's true for about the first hour of the game so I, I get what I liked the story. I get where it was going and I had no problem with what happened with your character in the, in the story. It's just that it was completely different. I, it was kind of like that whole halo five thing. You know, it's like, Oh, they're going to kill each other. They hate each other. And as soon as they meet up, they're like, Hey buddy, let's, let's team up and go after the real bad guy. Okay. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> The bait and switch. Yeah, it it kind of (laughs) felt like that. Like it was the whole Halo Five marketing of here's what this game's about, and then you find out no, that's really not it. They're really buddies. It's a cop buddy cop movie uh, or video game. This one was like, oh, you're gonna finally play as the evil side, and and, and, and that didn't last very long, you know. So, and then at one point you're playing as like Han Solo, and I'm like, what? What? Why am I playing? You know, you end up playing as a couple of the other good side characters which at first like why is this here you know but i liked the story i still thought it was good i liked the way things were tied in you know it takes place immediately well it actually takes place just before the end of the sixth movie so return of the jedi that you basically are are takes off while that battle at endor is happening you know, and that's where you kind of come into the game, and then it continues past that movie, kind of leading you up to how the First Order came about. Um, so it was a real nice filler there, and I thought it was a good story. It was a fun campaign. Um, I wasn't, I don't think I was bored at any point. Um, I had a good time with it. So um, I think they did a good job. So 
I, it's actually one that I think I'll probably go back and play again. Um, and that's not something I normally do. So I played it on normal, and it wasn't really that hard. Uh, so I'll probably go back and play it on the hardest level, see if I can get through it that way. But right now, I'm enjoying the multiplayer. It's just going to take forever to unlock characters that you're going to very play very little bit of. So. Aww. All right. Um, I guess let's see if there's any comments. Um, I'm looking on the Twitch chat. That's all about the Prime. Yeah, well, it looks like a great mobile game, but the grind system kills it. Oh, they must be talking about... Oh, they're talking about something else. Okay, we'll move it on. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is if you guys... Uh, as I mentioned, I played Path of Exile. If you like Diablo, this is a free game. Um, it's very much Diablo-like. It's very good. A lot of fun. They're coming out with uh, Path of Exile War for the Atlas expansion has been announced. So that will be coming out in, this, in the near future. Um, also, gifting is now available. I made sure to post this in our Facebook group. So that uh, all of you out there uh, listening to us, you're now welcome to gift a game to your favorite host, whoever that may be, Mr. Mojo Red, who was assuming I meant me. <laughs> and, and I kind of well, did, did I guess. You? I guess I did, but yeah. no, um, I just thought that was funny. But no, you can gift to your friends. Um, I actually tried it out this week. I did send a, a game to uh, Commander Sisson to welcome him back to the family, um, and it worked great. Uh, you go in and to the store, instead of buying it yourself, right next to it, there's a button that says gift. You select that, it comes up, and then it says choose from choose from my gamer list or friends list or, you know, type in an email address. Um, and I went to my friends list, picked my friend's name, um, and said how I was going to pay for it, and sent. And then he got an email like a minute later and said congratulations, and he went and downloaded the game, and we were playing uh, together online uh, later that day, so... Uh, worked very well. Um, all right. So I've got another thing. Uh, because Commander Sisson came back to the fold, he has been asking me all kinds of questions this week. Um, I even had to uh, reach out to Robin Brun, uh, whom Brun was nice enough to reply back um, <laughs> about headsets. And I think, Rob, don't you have Astros? No, I have uh, the same one Brendan has, the uh, HyperCloud X. Oh, the HyperCloud X? Okay. I, actually, I actually did respond, but I saw it today. It was in my drafts, <laughs> so I never hit send, but I did respond. <laughs> Doesn't count. Um, but he was asking for, um, hey, thank you, ready for Fored? Faux Red? Ready for Red? <laughs> Thanks for subscribing. Um so he was asking some questions about, hey, I got an Xbox One X. I'm getting back in the fold. What's the best headset out there? He was looking at Turtle Beaches, Astros, HyperCloud X. Um, and, you know, I was like, why not? I think Bruns got the HyperClouds. I thought you had Astros. I had Turtle Beaches. And um, so I was kind of like, you know, it's kind of my philosophy on that is always go into the store, try them on, see which ones fit best. Usually they have a demo so you can hear stuff, um, but he also wanted to make sure that the like Xbox Live chat worked really well. Um, I've got some Turtle Beach Stealth 500s. They're older. They, they don't you can't buy them anymore. They've been replaced by like the six, seven, and eight hundreds. Um, 
but I really like my turtle beaches. Uh, they work great. Uh, and I know, Bron, Rob, you like, how do you feel like your hyperclouds? They feel great. They're not wireless, so you know they do plug into the controller, but uh, they feel great. They they're over the ear. They don't sit on the ear, and they're very cushiony, and they don't hurt. That's one thing that I don't like about the ones that press onto the ear because after a period of time, at least for me, they hurt. Yeah. So these fit real nice. Your ears like don't get hot. I don't know if they're vented or whatever, but they're they're really good. Yeah, they got to make sure they're breathable. (laughs) And if you're like me, you got a big noggin, you really (laughs) want to try them on because it will press in after a while. And then it's like, okay, I got to take these things off. You know, it can tend to give you a headache. So Mm -hmm. um, definitely try them out. I think, I think really for the most part, you're not going to go wrong with any of those. I think Polk Audio also has some headsets out there. Um, He mentioned Logitech. My thoughts on Logitech, and, I, and and this is my own personal thought. I haven't listened or heard any of the Logitech headsets, but you know, Logitech makes mice and keyboards and hardware. That's what they're known for. You know, Turtle Beach, Polk, um, Bose, uh, um, Sennhauser. You know, uh, uh, who else did I not mention? The, uh, but the others that we've talked about, those are they make speakers. You know, this is that's what they do that's their main thing so i i i would say go for some some headphones that is from a manufacturer that that's their main thing that they do instead of well we make mice and keyboards so we decided to throw in some headphones i just don't think you're going to get as good of a quality it's not that logitech isn't a good quality product they are but i don't know how they're going to be with headphones but try them out we may have people out there that use them and like them you know but uh you want all the premium quality sound you're gonna pay big bucks uh two to three hundred dollars is not unheard of for quality headphones and uh Eesh. yeah <laughs> so don Eesh. what do you use <laughs> the See iphone right has- <laughs> I, the last headphones i had was early 360 years it was like turtle beach ear force x1s and they're so old, like, you know, when plastic gets old and it gets tacky because the plastic yeah. starts degrading. Yeah, that's the stage that my headphones are at at this point. So I should be in the market and probably get an upgrade at this point. But $300 is pretty steep, like is maybe looking for something a little bit cheaper. <laughs> Gosh, 300 bucks. You know how many games that is? <sighs> well, it depends on if they're on sale or not. True. (laughs) Well, I do know that Commander Sisson, he went with, um, forgot, but he got his for uh, $149. I think he might have, I forgot what he got. I think they were Sennhausers um, that he ended up with. Rig 800XL. Oh, 800XL. Is that what he got? He might chat in the window, but he paid $149 for him. Um, he, He actually did try the elites or the uh, turtle beach 700s stealth um and he said they would kept they kept cutting out and um and also so he took them back exchanging for the elite 800s which are the ones that i would like to upgrade to because they actually have a cradle that you just stick your headphone your headset on the cradle and then it charges it right now i got to attach a cable to it 
uh, once they run out of uh, battery, and I got to do that. But uh, he said those also did the same thing. They kind of kept cutting out. So, but uh, yeah, so make sure you can, whatever you get, you make sure you can take them back if you have any kind of issues. Um, on the Turtle Beach, keep in mind, I did read on their site that if you do buy one of the newer headsets, um, make sure to plug them into your computer to a USB cable. Um, and I think it's a micro USB on the headset. Um, and update the firmware on them first. Um, that they did have some issues recently, and they've updated firmware to uh, fix all that. So keep that in mind. And then that would probably be the same with any headset that you buy. You may have to do a firmware upgrade. Weren't they going to come out with headsets that were wireless and they somehow paired straight to the Xbox? Mm. There was one company coming out with them. I don't know if it was specific to the xbox one x but we did a story on them okay yeah i, I, I do seem to remember somebody was going to do that yeah so that might be like uh the next generation of headsets where you actually don't need an external device dongle whatever yeah i've got a i've got a box that yeah. plugs into the optical and then it's completely wireless to that external box so, but it also requires a usb able to power it and then uh the optical for the audio so it does require two connections for the ones that i have but the, the real true wireless and i my previous turtle beaches i had uh it plugged in they were the x07s and they plugged into the bottom of my 360 controller and they, those were great but that cable kept getting in the way and the ones i have now i have no cable and it's great i just and they last a long time and they sound good but he was looking for something that supported the Dolby Atmos and uh, different stuff like that. So there's a lot, you know, you want to be able to hear where he was like, when PUBG comes out, I want to hear someone walking up behind me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you do that, Don. That's why you spend the money. So just for that, keep your KD up and you can hear when someone's sneaking up behind you. <laughs> yeah, I probably miss all of that, just having it come out of my TV speakers. But yeah. now I have a question with with the headphones. When they say it like mimics surround sound, does it really divide up the channels so it sounds like it's coming from different areas? It does. It, it it's okay. weird because I've always thought eh, it's not going to be able to do that, but it does. Um, you'll hear things different, and and you will hear like something's behind me, um, even though it's going in. You know, you wouldn't think. That they can do that in a headset, they can. Um, it's pretty interesting well, how they do it. If you if you think about it, you know, look at us as people. We have basically two microphones on the sides of our head, right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, we can using those two, and maybe it's just the shape of our ears or whatever. But you can tell if something's behind you or in front of you to the side just with those two. So, you know, they can probably mimic the spatial quality of all that. I mean, I, that's something that I've always wondered myself and I was a little skeptical, but it, it makes sense that they could do that. Yeah. So hope maybe black Friday, maybe there'll be some stuff on sale. Now you guys got me thinking about getting a headset. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're nice. Uh, they really yeah. are nice. And then like the ones I have, um, because I watch TV through my Xbox, I can actually turn the volume on the TV completely off and hear the TV through the headphones. 
So if mm-hmm. it so if someone's in a situation where you want to watch TV, you know, and, and you're in your bedroom and your wife's trying to sleep, or your spouse, your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, significant other person in the bed is trying to sleep, you can put the headphones on and have the TV on, and they won't hear it. So that's that's another nice option if you're running it, you know, your your TV box through your Xbox. So because then the sound goes through it. So. All right. I think it's uh, all up to you, Rob. You got the rest, except for number eight. Okay. And I don't know what happened to my browser. There it is, my, <laughs> my browser. All right, uh, a couple of things. Uh, first off, the sales numbers of the Xbox One X going to consumers uh, came out. And uh, it's shockingly high or low. Which <laughs> Which do you guys think? I know. If I'm you say shock, you say shockingly, then I think it must be low because <laughs> I expect them to be high. So I wouldn't be Wrong. shocked at high sales numbers. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, let's see. During the first week in Japan, it sold one thousand six hundred thirty-nine units. Okay, so sixteen hundred, and it was beaten Ooh. by every other modern console. Not that that was a huge surprise. That's in Japan. Yeah, Nintendo Switch sold like 85,000 units. PS4 was uh, 23,000, 24,000. And Xbox One S came in last at 49. That's in Japan. Yes. Right. So, and that was from November 6th through the 12th. So, that's some interesting numbers. You know, I like to talk about the numbers of the console. And can't really talk about it too much because Microsoft doesn't release it here in the United States. But at least we know what happened out there in uh, in Japan. In, in the UK, the they sold more. Uh, I don't. I they sold more Xbox One Xs in the first week than the PS4 Pro sold in the first two or three weeks or something like that. So it it did really well in the UK in the first week. Awesome. So um, I think, yeah, and I think here in the U.S. it did really well, too. But, yeah, we're not going to get sales numbers. Um, They just don't talk about it. But uh, we'll we'll probably see stuff at that. There's that one site that does track all the sales. So we'll, but again, we won't know because they're going to lump them into Xbox One. So the original, the S, and the X are all lumped in as one. So we'll never really know what the x is doing but word on the street is it's doing very well in the u.s and in the yeah. uk mm-hmm. it, it doesn't expect to do that was probably huge in japan <clears throat> believe it or not because they don't they just don't sell the xbox in japan it never has done well there right so, absolutely but now it is the, the smallest console on the market and the best and the fastest and the sharpest <laughs> need more jrpgs i guess for Japan, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is Voodoo. Not the thing with the little dolls, but VUDU, the video service. They just uh, added a whole bunch of HDR10 content. So if you have an Xbox One X and an Xbox One S, you can get HDR content. Um, looks like they added 36 movies, 
supporting HDR10, including Mad Max, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ghost in the Shell. So um, if you're looking to get uh, some HDR content, you can look to Vudu in addition to what Netflix has some and uh, a couple other things. Yeah, and I think Voodoo also had the they also had the Dolby format. Yeah, Vision. Yeah, so they they've had that, and now they've just added that HDR10 format. So yeah, that that library of HDR10 movies will grow. But yeah, it was good to see. And because um, I'm a Voodoo customer, that's where I get all my digital movies. I just okay. They've been around for ten years now too. That's another thing. So um, I didn't want to buy into the Microsoft store because Microsoft has a history of. You know, with 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 music <laughs> and stuff. movies and everything, they they'd never stick to their stuff. I don't know how many music systems they've dropped and gone to a different one, and then they drop it. And they it's like you can't yeah. keep you know. I don't want to keep buying the same stuff. Voodoo's been around for ten years. Everybody like wherever you buy your digital movie, it's like you can sync it to Voodoo. They seem to be the largest, um, so I felt pretty safe with going with them. And yeah, the HDR10 support. It, you don't have to pay for that if you've already bought the U, the what the Ultra HD, you know, the 4K version of the movie, then you'll get the HDR support for free. They, there's no additional cost to that. So. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Next up, if you're Xbox Insider, there's a new version of the store uh, available to you as of like a couple days ago, and now you can filter. The games, like if you're browsing by games in the store, you can filter by price, rating, and capabilities, like uh, you know, number of players, uh, just a couple of other things. So this is kind of neat. So you can uh, you know hone in on what's out there because you know the system's been out for a couple of years now, and trying to find something on there is kind of a chore. I mean. You remember back in 2013, 2014, you could scroll through that list in just <laughs> under a minute. Yeah. And now you're just stuck in this mire of stuff and kind of uh, tough to find things. So it's in the insider program right now. It'll probably be out to everybody else. Uh, probably, I'm guessing, next couple weeks, couple months. And oh, my turn. that was it. Yeah, your turn. All right. So. Don and I were talking the other day when we were testing the, the whole Skype and the mics and making sure, and the whole conversation between us came up, is technology ruining real-time or real-life friends? Do we now have more friends online than in real life? And uh, it's something I've thought about for a while now that it seems like I've got more friends online than I do in real life, so to speak. And it's not that the, the, you know, so I was curious what you guys thought about this. And it, you know, cause online has always kind of had a, oh, you met online, you know, there's online dating and all this stuff and you know, people meet people online. Now I've met several people. Um, I've met Brun, I've met Kyle, who, you know, we're on a cow from the achievement hounds. I've met Eric from the achievement hounds. I've met, uh, Jesus Gonzalez <laughs> from, uh, horrible gamers you know i've met them in person and you know these were people i never knew uh, you know out, uh, until i met them online and you know we we game with people in different countries 
Uh, we've got people in our community here from, from Europe and from Australia and all over the world. Are, you know, do you consider them your friends? You know, uh, I played a game of Carbide the other day. He's in Canada. <laughs> I actually consider Carbide a friend of mine. I've never met him. Uh, Commander Sisson and I, we, he, you know, we both lived in Arizona at the time. We were just, he was a listener of the show. We used to play. He's like, hey, you know, I, I talked to a few people in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Um, but him and I actually met and went to that Xbox One release party that they had up in Scottsdale. And that's where I first met him in person. It was a little like, do I want to meet this person? You know, you have that whole, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't. You know, it could be an murderer. <laughs> but now Bo and I are like real, you know, we're actually real friends and we've done a lot of things uh, and, and had a friendship built there. So it's expanded beyond online, but um, but now it's back to being online friends with him since I moved away. So what do you guys think? Do you guys feel like your online friends now outnumber your, quote, real, and I hate to use the real friends, but I mean like in-person friends. <laughs> and is it weighted any different? Like, does it matter that they're, quote, online and not, quote, real or... Is it all the same? You know, what do you guys think? Don, I'll hit you up first. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that online friends are just as valid as quote-unquote real friends because um, you have the the same different levels of friendship. Like you have the acquaintances and then you have the people that you'll try and move mountains for. Like in real life, um, the guy at the corner store that you see when you go to get your cup of coffee every morning, they're an acquaintance. That might be the person you bump into every once in a while and play a game. And then there's the people that are really good friends. And then there's online friends that I've sent I gifts to, and I consider them real friends. It's just online is a larger pool with which to draw people out from rather than just having the outside quote unquote real, real world. Because, like, I moved here about eight years ago, and I just, I guess I don't have anything in common with a lot of people here. But uh, instantly online, I find people that I have stuff in common with, whether it be gaming or interests on certain forums about, you know, ancient cultures and things like that. So I think online just broadens that pool as opposed to the very limited pool that you'd have in quote unquote real life. So I think that. Friends online are just as valid. Like when I hear someone say, oh, you know, they're not your real friend. They're online. No, they're my real friend. I talk to them all the time. I play psychologist at two in the morning on chat when they're having a bad night. You know, I would do that for a real world friend. Why would I not do that for them? So I think it's definitely just as valid as the physical outside world friends. <laughs> How about it, Rob? You know, Things nowadays are a lot different than they were back in the day because, and I remember when I was little, you know, making a long distance phone call was a huge deal. You know, it was something that, you know, cause I had family back in Europe and you know, it was something that you only did on a rare occasion, holidays, birthdays, and that was it. And if you wanted to have a, we'll call conversation with people, you know, it was, uh, remember pen pals? used yep. to write a letter and send it to somebody, usually in another country, and get something back a couple weeks later. And, you know, that's all gone by the wayside because now, 
you know, we can have conversations with somebody across the world uh, real time. You know, like, uh, you know, we talk about it all the time, like about this show. Like none of us, like even right now, none of us are anywhere near each other. You know, we're all in different states. And through technology, we can make this happen. You know, we can have, you know, a conversation real time. Distance does not matter. And it's even video. We can even see each other. So... You know, it's it's a different time. And, you know, what is a friend? You know, a friend is somebody that you get along with. And you can, you know, get along with. There's a mutual respect, uh, admiration, whatever it might be. And you can have those with people. You know, those are real feelings people have towards each other. And, you know, it doesn't, proximity does not um, make that happen. You know, like... You know, something like this, like uh, like you you and I, Mark, you know, we've known each other for a long time. The technology is what has let us, you know, stay in touch, you know, for, for years. And I have friends, you know, even in the, you know, Chicago area, I haven't seen in forever, but we talk, and I don't say fairly regularly, but I mean, we talk at least, uh, you know, here and there, you know, either through text messages or instant message, not so much email, definitely on Facebook. You know, people communicate even locally through technology. And, you know, having online friends, I think, is is a definite, uh, is a definite thing. They are friends. They are legitimate friends. You know, is it can be somebody that you can count on to help you move? No, <laughs> probably not, not in that <laughs> respect there, you know, but, but, you know, like Don was saying, you know, it's like, you know, there's people that have genuine care for each other. They'll help each other out, you know, as much as they can, you know, being far away. And I mean, it's, it's a definite cool situation. It's a cool situation that we're in. And, you know, that's, um, that's an, I think an un- unintended side benefit consequence whatever you want to call it from xbox live you know little did we know that you know as part of you know being able to play games you're also maintaining friendships by paying your 59 dollars <laughs> or whatever 40 50 60 dollars each each uh, year so uh they are yeah, I mean, they are real friends because we paid for them <laughs> yeah 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 we bought them we bought our friends <laughs> at three dollars a month well, see, and you mentioned about moving. I think, you know, Don said that to me yesterday. The nice thing about online friends is they can't ask you to help them move every weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> online friends are better than real friends because you never have to help them move. <laughs> so, you know, with that all being said, can you have ruined friendships online as well? Because I know, at least like from the board game board game community, you get some people that are poor sports, yeah. And you know something goes wrong, like I don't know, you throw a grenade into a room or something, and you blow people up. <laughs> right, Mark? I don't. I have no under. I don't even know what you're referencing there. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, you can have stuff that you know can can events on that happen at least in gaming uh, on Xbox Live, do you think that that can ruin online friendships? 
just by people not being able to handle stuff? I think just by what they say in like a Twitch chat. Like I used to really like Gunny Chief, but he just said that Jesus walks a lot as his best friend. So like <laughs> going to remove him, you know, <laughs> he's no longer my friend. <laughs> just kidding. Gunny. I know I, I, I know I've had online chat drama during a game where one of my friends came into a party then another friend came into a party and them two didn't get along. So here I'm sitting in the middle and here the here are these two people that just aren't getting along in game. And now I'm like, oh, well, what am I going to do? And it's just as valid as what would happen, you know, with people. It's like you have your friend and you don't want to invite them because they don't like them. And I find myself going through those same things when I'm like, oh, I'm in chat with this person. I can't invite that person because they don't like that person. And I'm like, I have drama with online friends just like I would with friends outside, you know, in the quote unquote real world. So definitely <laughs> this the same shenanigans happen. Yeah, avoiding people. I've I've had people like come into my party <laughs> and they'll you? like and like they'll one of their friends comes on their line and they'll be like is this party locked down? Hurry up, lock it down. Because, yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. you know, yep. and and I've been in with other people where, yeah, same thing. Like one of their friends gets on and like, I just find that person super obnoxious. And it's like, all right, and I'll leave. I'm like, I'm out of here, you know? And then that person <laughs> will reach out to me later. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry for so-and-so. And I'm just like, you know, because if they get on and they're just cursing crazy i don't mind the language i mean sometimes when i get real upset at a game i'll spew a few things too but you know for people to get in it's just that's like every other word is a curse it's like i'm out of here i don't need that or, or they're or they're just saying stuff offensive in in any way you know and sometimes mm -hmm. people are that way because of the anonymity of the internet so yeah i find myself but it's interesting other people be like oh this guy you know who's their friend They'll be like, quick, lock the party down so their own friend can't get in, you know, because <laughs> they want to keep playing with me, their online friend. You know, it's just mm -hmm. interesting. So, but I like it. I think it's really cool. I've got to meet a lot of really neat people. Um, you know, Jesus is back in our group, or he's in the chat now. Jesus, I mentioned to you earlier that I had gone down to down to meet you in person, and uh, it was really cool. Um, and for anybody that listens to horrible gamers. I'll say this about Jesus Walks a lot. He is a very different person than he is online. Because it's funny, I'll listen to their show and I'm like, you know, I'll I'll feel like Jesus sounds like, I don't know, like he's an uneducated kind of a moron or something sometimes. Just some of the things he says. I met him in person. He's like super cool, intelligent, smart guy really nice and it's like he has i almost feel like he puts on a persona when he goes on and does their podcast because it's like i hear it and i'm like that's not who he is <laughs> so or he was putting on a show for me in person i don't know but he's a cool guy <laughs> he's a really nice guy um but yeah I've, in in our community is like the people in our community are just really it's amazed me how how like our group has just gotten along like we've had very few issues i think within our community uh you know here or there we've got to punt somebody because you know all of a sudden they cross over to the playstation side or something and they drink all the kool-aid and all of a sudden hate xbox and then they just come in to try to create a fuss and get a rise out of everybody but that's happened like once or maybe twice of we've had to actually 
boot somebody, you know? It's just amazing how many good people we get in our community. So. All right. Well, we probably should move on unless you guys had any other comments on that. Nope. No. Okay, so what's my next picture? Okay, so we're going to go into the community. We have a giveaway to our friends in the UK or to anybody that would... Uh, that will that um, uses the Amazon.uk site. So we have 28.49 pounds. I don't even know how to say that. I don't know what the like to me it's 28 dollars and 49 cents, but it's pounds. So I don't I don't know what it is, but 28.49 pounds. Um, we're gonna give away. It's and it's only at the Amazon.uk store. So what I'm asking for anybody that does shop through that online site send us a voicemail this week with a question or a comment be sure to give us your gamer tag um and um you can shoot an email or a voicemail we like voicemail but if email is easier for you you can do that as well um and then we'll just pick uh so just send a voicemail or a question with your gamer tag and then uh, we will randomly draw uh out someone to win that and we will give that out we'll send that to you next on next week's show um, and again, we have that because of people using the affiliate links in Amazon at the UK store. So that's why we have that. So again, everything you guys do in that UK store goes right back to you guys. Uh, so let's go. You can go to our website, uh, send us a voicemail at thisxboxlife.com. Click on the voicemail box on the right hand side. If you want to email, do contact at thisxboxlife.com. Uh, we are, uh, Twitter and also on Facebook. Uh, you can reach both of those, uh, you know, this xboxlife.com forward slash Twitter or forward slash Facebook. So there was a couple questions that came in on our Facebook group specific to you, Don. So let me, I'm going to refresh. But the first one was, well, this was a comment. So Drew says, y'all can talk about me solo carrying the rock band crew. <laughs> Oh, you know, I went out there not too long ago, but I don't know. Rock Band 4 was a disappointment, Drew. Um, Don, I know. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, They made it harder to quickly get together with randoms. Now you have to actually use the looking for group to find people. You can't just play, like do a quick play, like like you used to be able to, which I think was an awkward choice choice for them to do. Um, and also the reason why I haven't played, at least since I've got the uh, Xbox One X, is for some reason all of my songs have disappeared. I had them on the external hard drive, and it's not recognizing them. So I only have 83 songs wow. when I should have a, a, lot, a lot more. Um, so I have to figure out if I have to like re-download or re-associate them to the account or what the deal is so that'll be my project for next weekend (laughs) good luck with that yeah Uh, thanks All right. so Andrew uh, writes in uh, he's from Australia I'd like to know Don's take on games where you make ethical and story choices such as Life is Strange or the Telltale game I haven't played either of them. They're in my back catalog. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if if there's generally a, a clear-cut 
choice, good or evil, I'll generally choose good. Um, not that I haven't been known to do evil things in games. Um, for example, in Assassin's Creed, I found out if you get the... Uh, there's a perk that you can uh, flesh, um, flesh something where you sort of infect the, the dead body of the corpse of the soldier you killed. And it makes this mist emanate from them that other people can catch. So when I realized you could do that, I was just sort of walking around town, <laughs> infecting the entire village <laughs> with this like plague-like thing. And I, I enjoyed that. Now, is that morally right? No, but I enjoyed myself. And I've probably done some questionable things in GTA, but um, <laughs> but generally I pick the good side as opposed to like bad side if I have clear cut choices. Cool. Um, real quick, uh, Hawk stated in the chat. He said that happened to a lot of my DLC. Referring back to what you had with your rock band, he says he oh. had to go into manage the game and just click them. Then they reassociated with the game. Okay, as long as I don't have to re-download a thousand songs again. Yeah, that'll take a while. <laughs> that would take a while. Um, okay, next question's from uh, Henley. Uh, he says, did you buy the X, and this is for you, Don, did you buy the X, and is it graphics or gameplay you prefer? Um, I did. I, get a, I got a Scorpio edition, and um, I don't have a 4K TV yet, so... Um, I don't. I'm, I'm not too too into graphics. Like if you if I watch a DVD and then I go and watch a Blu-ray for like maybe the first five minutes, I'll say, "Oh, that looks really crisp as a Blu-ray." But once I get involved in the movie, I I don't really notice the difference. So I more like the the power that the Xbox One X has, and I noticed it. What I actually tried it with was I was playing uh, Lego Worlds on the regular Xbox One. And when you're on a broomstick, the draw distance of the land in front of you and below you took forever to load and you would almost fly faster than it could load. Mm. So remembering that, I said, I'm gonna try it now with the Xbox One X. And wow, it loads way faster. There's a big difference. So in games, I'd rather have faster load times, things happening quicker rather than, oh, look, that blade of grass looks crisper as I'm going 180 miles an hour in Forza. <laughs> I'm not going to notice that. Right. <laughs> so I'd rather have the not not have immersion taken away from me because I'm waiting for a load time or for things to render or for draw distances. I'd rather have that happen quickly. I don't care how crisp it is. So... Does that answer? Yeah, I think <laughs> I that's it. perfect. But um, I do want a 4K TV, hopefully, <laughs> once I recoup funds from buying the Xbox One X. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, this holiday is going to be a bunch of sales. So okay. I don't even think I could do it this holiday. Maybe next, next, <laughs> next <holiday>. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. So Drano85 says, what is, uh, Don, what is your favorite game of all time? Ooh, boy. By default, I want to say Rock Band, like I said, just because so many hours and money I sank into it. But I really like Skyrim. I, I don't know how many hours I put into that just to, as an escapism thing, have a bad day at work, toss myself into a fantasy world, and all is right again. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
So, yeah, I'd say Skyrim. Okay. And then um, Jesus Walks a Lot says, As a girl gamer, do you ever get in a game and feel like you get special treatment? For example, have dudes followed you around trying to, quote, protect you, <laughs> or random weird things happen just due to the fact that you're a female gamer? Um... No, not so much the protecting thing. I'd say I'd say maybe five or so years ago, there was a lot of guys not liking that a chick was in their group like I was playing Halo. And once they realized I wasn't a prepubescent young boy and I was actually a female, um, the guy said something like, um, shouldn't you be in the kitchen making me a sandwich? Ooh. And I'm like, Really? Did you have to go there? <laughs> but, um, and so things like that happen more than guys saying, oh, we need to protect her. Um, but I noticed in like the past, the next, this, this new generation, I haven't encountered that as much. I don't know if it's because of the prevalence of, of more women in the gaming industry and making their presence known, more female streamers. So people, I think, are, it's not cool to do that anymore. Whereas even just, like I said, five or six years ago, that those are the kind of things I was hearing, or they'd be like, Oh, let's get rid of her so we can play for real. And I'm like, are you serious? You could probably run circles around those guys. <laughs> yeah. I like gaming, but I don't claim to do it well, <laughs> but I try. It's fun trying though. <laughs> yeah. It was funny today. Um, there was, let me see, there was four of us. So it was Commander Sisson, Carbide, myself, and Comrade, who is a female gamer. Uh, the, the four of us were playing uh, Wildlands, and Carbide's like, okay, boys, let's go. And I'm like, um, we're not all male. And he's like, oh, sorry, <laughs> what am I supposed to say? <laughs> and she's like, I don't care. She's like, I don't really yeah, care that's... what you say. And, Something uh, like that. And then he's like, well, is your character male or female? And she's like, it's female. And he goes, okay, well, that's not going to work then either. Because <laughs> he's like, well, if you're playing as a male character, then I can say, come on, boys. So, <laughs> but it's it's interesting, too, because then I was, like, I was thinking, well, yeah, in the Wildlands campaign, I have a male character. In the Fallen Ghost, you have to create a new character. So I actually did a female one. So in the DLC... I'm playing as a female, so but it's like it's just a different character. Um, so, I, but it was, yeah. It's like I think we're getting into the a world where it's not just it's not a boys' club anymore, um, and it's better for that. I'm, I'm glad that it's not just a boys' club. It's nice to play with all types of gamers. So, um, but that's cool. I'm glad you're not getting. I've, I know years ago, man, you get a girl gamer in there and everybody was like, hey, what's your name? Where do yeah. you live? Can I get your phone number? It's like, no, you creep. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully you're not experiencing that kind of garbage. Back back in the 360 days, but, you know, it's gotten it's gotten better with the Xbox One, one generation. Cool. That's good to hear. All right, I think that's it. So we're going to go, Rob, it's your turn to earn your paycheck. All right, so <laughs> new releases for this coming week. Um, doesn't seem to be anything. We'll see as the week rolls out, but uh, so far it looks like it's going to be a quiet week. Or rather, this week, 
Xbox One has the same releases as the Xbox 360. So we're <laughs> back to equilibrium on those. Uh, Games with Gold just switched the other day. Uh, for the Xbox One, we have uh, Trackmania Turbo continuing through the end of the month. And new to the scene is <laughs> Tales from the Borderlands. And this is uh, all the episodes. Then Xbox 360 and Xbox One backwards compatibility, we have a Deadfall Adventure. Don't forget to grab that one that is backwards compatible. And uh, lastly, if you're going to be making any Thanksgiving purchases, any holiday purchases from Amazon, make sure to use our affiliate link. You can find that on our site. Go to thisxboxlife.com and click on the Amazon logo. The slash Amazon link that we had before currently uh, is not working. Uh, they don't like that, so we had to remove it. But uh, you know, please make sure to use that each and every time you make your Amazon purchases. Does not cost you anything extra, but it does support the show. And then another way you can support the show is if you're an iTunes listener, you can go ahead and uh, please go ahead and find this Xbox Life in the iTunes Store. Give us a five star rating. The more of those that we get, uh, the more we get boosted in the ranks over there and more people find out about the show. And uh, I believe that's it. Anything else from you guys? Don, did you have any anything else you want to talk about? Comments? No. Just wanted to wish everybody happy Thanksgiving. All right. Well, that wraps it Absolutely. up. That wraps up our show this week. Thank you, uh, Don, for coming out and joining us. Thank you for everybody Thanks on for- Prime. Or on Twitch. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. All right. We will be back next week, same time. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll be back next week. The holiday will be over. Um, I am Mark K Wingman 709 taking off. I also want to say happy birthday to uh, Xbox Live. Turned, what, 15 this week? This past week? Uh, other than that, uh, I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all next week. And I'm Dawn, Dawn of Time, BC.